Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
You're listening to The Road Now on Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is what Brooklyn sounds like. Bringing you the sounds and the stories is what all of our hosts do at Radio Free Brooklyn. RFB cannot operate without the support of our listeners and fans. Please consider even a small donation. You can pledge as little as $1 per month to help us keep us on the air and supporting the arts community in Brooklyn and beyond. If you go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash donate, you'll be able to help us out and it will be greatly appreciated. This evening, we're going to be spending time with the creative force for Monograms, who unfortunately is having transportation issues, which we all know about when we live in New York City, in Brooklyn. So uh, Ian's on his way. We will have him with us in the studio shortly. We open the show with their song, Living Room, from their recently released EP, Beekeepers, and we followed it with another one of my new favorites, Emma DeCourcy, her track, Gold, from her recently released EP, The Dream. So we're going to give you sort of a little taste of everything that we've got in store for you. And uh, when he gets here, we'll chat. We'll share some stories. If you've been a frequent listener of The Road and Hour, or maybe even infrequent, you know that I saw monograms this summer during Northside Festival uh, with Vominos and Big Bliss, and it was an amazing show, and monograms were great. And when I heard them say they were going to be releasing a new EP, I was like, damn, I already like your stuff. Now you got new stuff coming out. I am all over it. So... Here we go. Band that recently played with Parquet Courts there out of Sens, France. New release that was on Friday. This is Joni Mafia. When we're back, we're going to be talking with Ian from Monograms. You're listening to The Road Hour, Radio Free Brooklyn. Hey, you are listening to The Road Now. All right, let's do a quick uh, earphones, microphone check. We're good. We We're are good. We are, are good. I, I said, anybody who lives in New York City, we all experience the transit and traffic sure. nightmare. So everybody can understand completely. Of course. Um, and I, I was telling you. Anyway, so welcome. Thank you. Ian, creative force behind the monograms. Thank you very much. Um and I was telling people just before we went into hearing from Johnny Mafia, yep. who are out of Sens France, and uh, I asked you, you're a fan of the Parquet Courts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So these yeah, guys these guys open for Parquet Courts, but up in Montreal, Canada. Oh, cool. 
Yeah, which was great. So their EP just, uh, the album just came out on Friday on uh, Dirty Water Records. So hopefully if they have a working relationship with Parquet Courts, we can get them to come to New York City and we'll play a gig. Awesome. And you guys can be on that gig as well. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> it so, all comes, anything that circles back around like that, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Perfectly all right with it. So I, I was just mentioning uh, mm-hmm. before you magically appeared, uh, how much I loved your guys' set during Northside Festival when I saw you during the summer. Oh, man. Thank you. It, it, it was uh, at Alphaville. Yep. And I'm drawing a blank on the fourth band. It was Vominos, mm-hmm. Big Bliss, um, Thick. Thick. It was with Thick. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, which was, if you wanted to take a snapshot of what I think the Brooklyn music scene is, uh, and here's what you're getting yourselves involved in, that was a great show. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like... I and like, it was like just eclectic enough and it was it was just like a really really good fun yeah. vibe yeah and it was the afternoon so i was all over that <laughs> it was, that was pretty you guys great. are doing a matinee fantastic i'm 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 there for fa- uh for that but yeah, it was say. really weird to see like sunlight shining through the light at alphaville while you're playing it was, <laughs> yeah yeah never never been there for that no me that was well. the first you know hanging out at front and and yeah going out and get getting something to eat so yeah the ep came yep. out on the 29th that's right um, and the interesting thing is that you guys, you went out on the road before its release. That's true. And so then when you did your release show at home, I mean, the great part was you guys were primed and ready to go with your live show. Yeah. And it was kind of like a homecoming show also. Originally we planned to release it beforehand, but just didn't all come together, <laughs> so, you know? You know how it goes. I, I, I know how it goes. All those best laid plans, and then they're thoroughly screwed yep. after that. So, um, so monograms, based on the sort of the history, is mm-hmm. it was you writing a lot of it, which is probably where it somewhat creeps into the name of the band. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know why, I was like obsessed with writing my initials on everything, like all the time. Like, sure. So, and that's part of what a monogram is. Yep. But yeah, that that's. Sort of, I liked I liked those those two words put together. It was me just by myself, like as a recording bedroom solo project, just as like a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of slowly turned into a band when I got asked to play like more established stages and stuff <laughs> like that. It felt a little a little started getting a little bit lonely <laughs> when you could no longer fake it. Yeah, uh, by being up there by yourself. Yeah, so. but I did a, a handful of shows, maybe. I mean, maybe for like a year with just like drum machines and a bunch of other stuff. But what I remember from your live set, though, mm-hmm. is that you do not like to be stationary at all. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have found that that dramatically uh, different and probably difficult for you in terms of just doing it by yourself with the drum machine or something. Because, I, I mean, um, you'd be, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to stand still in general. Yeah. Like even just in life or whatever. So, um, I don't know. It's definitely a different show. I mean, anytime you add like the dynamics of live drums into something, mm-hmm. of course it cha- completely changes that. But I, I mean, I probably moved around a little less, but I definitely <laughs> moved around. <laughs> I, I, I know it's a really great, uh, exaggeration, but I almost uh, sort of have pictures of you doing, uh, like sort of, 
wall jumps while you're playing uh, your guitar, both feet up on the wall. You're walking on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man or something like that. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, perhaps it was the light streaming in the window at Alphaville that totally. was, you know, and the way it was reflecting that looked that way. But 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 for me as, a, as, an, as an audience member, like watching... You know, I mean, I, I think the other guys in the band kind of gave you that freedom to, to do some of that. Um, but I, I, I always like when bands are playing their music and they're enthusiastic and they're energetic about the music that they're playing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know if it's if this is here or there, but like, you know, sometimes uh, bands can be like kind of like really standoffish or like not not move around a lot or something yeah. like that. and. If, I mean, it obviously fits different kinds of music or something, but that's that's not me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I hope I, I can I can keep you here in the seat for yeah, you know, cool. the next sort of forty five minutes. Okay, but if you you know if you want to move around, take the mic out and, and talk. <laughs> we're we're cool with that. Let, let's make sure that um you know that we give people a lot of your music still. So I don't uh, sure. you know sort of want to talk too much. I mean, that's the focus that we want to make sure. Um, so what I want to play for people is the first single. Uh, off the EP that you released. Cool. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll chat a, a little bit more. So this is Sleep Cycle by our guest in the studio this evening, Monograms. You are listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs>
Sleep Cycle by Monograms from their recently released EP, Beekeepers. Did you have a lot of debate about what song you wanted to release first? Did you always know that it was going to be Sleep Cycle? Did you... Um, I think I always knew, but there's not, there's not a ton of debate in the band, I guess, like <laughs> in, the, in that, tra- in that traditional sense, because sure. most of those decisions are just, you know, I'll obviously bounce it off of the current bandmates or friends or whatever. Um, but we're kind of like doing it that way is, you know, it's like a blessing and a curse, but sometimes you get to just make those decisions yeah. and you just do it. Now you produced the ep and then you shared the production as well so yep a, a lot of the writing and creating was it difficult then to to let part of the production go or did you realize that that's a shortcoming of me i need to have other people involved um yeah i think that just like adding other other people's perspective in the studio is always great as far as like getting tones or getting you know what i mean because even if it's I mean, it really depends on the song too, or just what you feel like doing, what, what you're going for in the album. But like for this, I think just like in terms of getting drum sounds or getting like different guitar tones that maybe just aren't my natural aesthetic, I wanted some other people involved. But what's funny is that again, like just the way this project is sometimes just like this chaotic, you know, like, kind of like swirling cosmos of like (laughs) things that eventually come together in some weird way is pretty much every song that's on the ep was recorded at a different time definitely and then like at a uh, like four or five different studios a lot of it was done at my house a lot of it was done like at my rehearsal i did like a lot of the vocals at my rehearsal space and all kinds of different things. So, so then if I if I were to ask you what their whole process is for songwriting, things like that, you'd just be like, "Yeah, dude, it's all, <laughs> it's all over the place." Well, it really depends on the song, but for this and just like where things are at, but for this particular endeavor, it was it was like an all over the place kind of thing, where I was just like doing it like really piecemeal, like DIY kind of thing. It was that different than debut ep silencer um the debut ep the actual first debut ep was called fader that i did like just mostly in my bedroom so yeah it was really different (laughs) but there's no like real like even the live drums on there are just me Mm -hmm. and they're like they're just like in a bedroom like really really buried in there it's only they're only like one song or something (laughs) but um so yeah it's very it's always so different now, I, I just want to go back to uh, Living Room, the track that we opened the, the show with. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, did you grow up listening to Gang of Four? No, but I love them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be- because it took me a few listens okay. to hear the voices in the background. And, and, and of course, I mean, unless we're really in a, like an isolation chamber... You know, we're in New York City, so if I'm out somewhere and I'm listening to it either on my phone or, sure. you know, through Bandcamp, I'm kind of like, where am I hearing these? Yeah, there's some weird voices buried in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and so it made me think of, like, uh, Love Like Anthrax. Sure. Where there's, the you know, the song's playing, the, there's whoever Andy Gill is singing, and then there's the talking going on in the background. Yeah. There's, like, a bunch of, that was just, like, from some old records from, like, my childhood, like, 
audio record collection or whatever. But yeah, they're they're buried in there though, so it's it's kind of cool that you like sifted through that sandbox and found them. Because I mean, like you said, like and a lot of people listen to stuff like on their phone or on their laptop. Like you'd probably never hear that, or it's loud on the subway or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that you would just think I would. I, honestly, the first I think the first time I I just sort of like looked around as as if like somebody, who's talking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, somebody, my wife trying to get my attention or something like that. What's going on here? That's great. Wow. <laughs> But but it but it was great, and then I was like, all right, like for me, it then just yeah s- started to work and and go from there. Now I haven't been able to get sort of where beekeepers come comes from. Okay, yeah, it's 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 pretty random, but um at the time, like just in terms of like where that title came from, yeah, um like over the spring, I just got like a I don't know why I get like obsessive about things, and I got obsessed with with bees. <laughs> and well, well we do need to be <laughs> obsessed with bees these days that, that that's for sure but i i don't know i just got like fascinated with bees and um that most most bees work themselves to death wow okay. which i didn't know like i started reading it was it was really like weird and they, they don't go into retirement or anything like that they don't they don't have any 401ks or <laughs> nothing like that um but yeah i just was like reading about them all the time and it's just like felt this really weird like cool thing like i don't know i was working really hard and like doing this and doing a million other things and i just felt like i don't know and just the way that they like they're like everyone's afraid of them but they make honey i just thought (laughs) they make something that really like really cool yeah and just the way they all work together to make honey but that they work themselves to death that there's like a queen who like, I don't know. I just got upset. It doesn't have a whole lot of like deeper meaning other than it's just like this little snapshot of my life where I was just like obsessed with bees for like three months. <laughs> okay. And, it, and it, <laughs> but that's a, that's a great explanation. I, I think I actually, when you're talking about your process of how everything kind of came together, cause I can imagine at times it felt like you were just like working yourself to death. Yeah. To pull the EP yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, and just like living in the city and, you know, like everything you were, you were t- talking about, yeah. in be- like in between the songs and stuff, like it's just, you know, it could be chaotic. <laughs> it, it can be a little bit. So let, let's hear another track uh, sure. from the EP. I want to share with you uh, somebody who's going to be a guest in, in a couple of weeks doing cool. an EP release show themselves on the, uh, on the 30th at Our Wicked Lady. And then we're going to go uh, hear a band from Northern Ireland who I think uh, if you could come here or if they could come here, you could go there. It would be an absolutely uh, killer lineup playing with them. So let's hear Said and Done by our guests in the studio this evening, Monograms. You're listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn.
answer to your question is the wood burning savages there you go. and that's their song we love you uh their album stability was released in april they are from Derry, northern ireland and uh just yesterday they they won the northern irish album of the year and live band of the year so um when i have been listening to them and so just trying to put the playlist together i was going like great live you're great live how can it happen i don't know <laughs> Got to pull some strings. <laughs> yeah, I got you know, to pull some major, major cloud strings. Northern Island. Or yeah, no, no, it's been a while. Right. And it's, it, it's been a while. So, and before that, we heard from Gray Hunter, their brand new single, "Stranger." Their EP release show is going to be on November thirtieth at Our Wicked Lady with War Park and Ode to No One, and the EP is called "Comeback Kid." So you were out on the road, mm-hmm. went to the Midwest. Yep, Virginia, DC. Yep, home. Yeah, it's yeah. like twelve shows in like thirteen days or something. It's <laughs> pretty not too much driving. No, well, no, you, no. you made it at St. Louis, which is a hike. Yeah, that was that was the farthest west we went. Now, were you testing again new material while you're out on the road, or well, three like three, well, two of the singles were already out, and then the third one came out while we were out on the road. Mm-hmm. And then just the way it all came together with like the date of the release party and getting everything together, we just happened to do it like a reverse symbol instead of a forward symbol. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it was, it still worked out great. I mean, all the, all those songs, you know, like I said, it's only a five song EP. So three of them were out for the, you know, the, most of the tour. Um, and we had, we had those singles with us on the road and stuff like that. Um, there were two or three new songs that we were, that we were also playing. And just judging reactions from people, see what needs to be changed or nah, not really. (laughs) Just, (laughs) um, I mean, we, I started incorporate a few months ago. I started incorporating a keyboard Mm -hmm. in the band. So these two new songs were pretty, heavily involved like a synth part and stuff like that so i don't know i don't know if we were like testing it out or anything it's just like where my natural you know influence or whatever started leaning that way or whatever now you you were mentioning earlier when uh, we were just chatting that the band is sort of going through is is constantly evolving definitely and that 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 is by by choice and as as i'm learning uh, that's more of a choice that, that people are, are making in, totally. in, in terms of y- you have this idea and then it's great. So instead of getting totally locked in with, with people and, uh, what I certainly learned from talking with a lot of people in bands and why one band ends and they join another one is the drama that goes on. And, yeah. you know, or how even to, just scheduling or, yeah. ge- or geography, yeah. just like that, that was the big thing for me is to create some kind of um, a certain amount of freedom to be able to do what I want to do. I think the hard part is creating that a viewpoint that maybe other people are interested in being part of. If you can create a, a viewpoint or a or like an idea that feels interesting to your friends or whatever that want to play some stuff, it makes it easy to kind of like you know have people join you and do it for a while and. And, and move on. Yeah. And and I, I'm taking, or I, I'm guessing that when people join you, they're, they're bringing something, you're 
sort of <laughs> being like a sponge, taking something out of them and then being like, okay, cool. That, that's good. And then, and then we'll adapt. Yeah, it was, it, it is. I mean, that's funny that you say that because even like my good buddy, Sam, who's playing bass with us right now and did just did that tour with us and everything. Um, like joined at the beginning at the beginning of the summer and the spring, something like that. Like, you know, his pedal board that we set up was like, you know, we talked about it and it was like what fit what was on the recordings or what, what we were using or like ideas that we had. So it wasn't like him coming in with, okay, this is my set sound. We were able to kind of build that together, which was, I guess is part of what you're saying for the way we want, you know, the way we wanted the band to sound. Right. Um, do you remember the first song that, that you wrote? Ever? Ever, yeah. So what would it take to get that, you know, worked back into the monograms? Um, millions, millions of dollars. The first song I ever wrote. <laughs> okay. At all. No. Because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get into playing guitar until, like, a little bit later in life. I bought, like, drum machines and turntables, and I was into all that stuff for, like, a while. And I was making, like, you know, like, other kind of electronic music mm-hmm. for a long time. So I don't know if that would be the first song I ever made. <laughs> or if... Never know. Uh, well, but you, you said you did the drums as well. Yeah, I played drums, yeah. And, and so what took you from, like, behind the drum kit to being a front man for the band? Um, well, I never, I never played drums for this band live. I've filled in for a bunch of friends' bands, you know, playing drums live and stuff when they needed someone. Um, drums, I... I actually bought a drum kit before I bought a guitar or anything really. Um, but I never, I never like really pursued, pursued it as like being like a, a drummer in a band in bands really. It's so, it's super fun. I, I love it. I wish I had more time. I probably, if I had more time, I'd probably just go and hit stuff way more often. (laughs) Um, which is, which is easier to learn guitar or drums? Um, uh, drums, <laughs> every drummer in the world just cringed a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, it probably really depends on the person. There's drums are, are weird. Guitar is like d- doing math problems. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I can understand that. Well, so one thing I don't think, uh, I know is when's the next time somebody can get out and see your show live. Because as I said, I've been telling people whenever we played your song or talking about it when oh, Big cool. Bliss were, were <clears throat> in a few months, uh, a few cool. weeks ago. Yeah, they're uh, awesome. They we, are awesome. We, we, we love them. Uh, they're, they're great. They're great people and they sound awesome. Um, we are playing at Alphaville again on December 14th. Okay. So Friday, I think. Okay. So, and uh, saying back, back to the ye old Alphaville. <laughs> But as I, I'm fond of saying, I like Alphaville because <clears throat> it's it's an intimate little room. There's a better stage than some of the other sure. venues, um, and I sort of feel it's a place that once it it, it gets cooking, uh, like it's a great little place to and see the a band. Food is good, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's I think it's a great place to see a show. It's a really cool little back room, and I think it it sounds good. And people that work there are super nice and. It's awesome. Um, and who are you playing with? Uh, we're playing with, it's actually a really cool bit. We're playing with uh, Lazy Eyes. I don't know if you know them. Not and yet. Dino Walrus. 
Um, not yet either. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if there's others on the bill, but those are, I mean, those are, I think those are two really, you know, more good local. And if we were going to direct people then mm-hmm. to a place to keep up to date, all the things going on with monograms, what would be the best place to, to go do that? Our Instagram's probably the best thing. Um, not on Facebook that much. And we do have a website, but I'm pretty lazy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a step up on me. That, that, that's for sure. So. Yeah. My lady like nudged me the other day and was like, I don't think the beekeepers EP is on your website. <laughs> I was like, gotcha. <laughs> me. Okay. Hey, it happens. Yeah. Right. I you mean, know? I feel like people, you know, people want to find it. They'll find it. Sure. But, um, and then if they come to the show on the 14th, physical copies available? Yeah. Okay. We have uh, cassette tapes, actually. With the download that goes on along the, with it? Nope. No. That's just Spotify. Okay. It's on Spotify now. Okay. Uh, and pick it up on Bandcamp as, yep. as well. All right. Cool. Let's hear Pretty Exit. All right. To close out. You've been listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Been visiting with Ian on monograms. If you want to impress your friends and family on Thanksgiving... This show will rebroadcast Thursday, little afternoon on localchords.org. So if you're sick and tired, or you don't want to talk about football or you don't uh, talk about politics, here's some great music. Have better discussions about life that way, right? Thanks for listening. Catch you on the flip side.
You've been listening to The Road and Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Please stay tuned for Everybody Plays the Fool with Shane following at 9 o'clock. This is the brand new release from the Black Doldrums. There is no I. It's the lead track from their forthcoming 12-inch vinyl on Club AC30 Records. It is available for pre-order now and will be released on November 30th. And much like our guest in the studio, uh, seen the band live and uh, enjoyed their set. They have plans to come back through uh, New York City states sometime in 2019. There you go, another, another shot for us. An- another shot from Monograms. Catch you on the flip side. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody.